welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Drennan. If you're a floral designer on a mission to build a profitable and thriving business, then you're in exactly the right place. I'm on a mission to bust through the secrecy of our industry, make it easier for you to know exactly what to focus on to help you build your business and teach you my favorite mindset hacks so that you can learn to show up with more confidence and authority as you grow your business. I am so grateful to be able to share my journey with you, pass along my best shortcuts and get you on the path to feeling more confident and making money doing what you love. No matter where in the world you're tuning in from, remember, you've got this. So I have to tell you, (laughs) I have to tell you, I just had the most fascinating dog walking experience. And it has just become such an incredible, teachable moment. And it's so fascinating that I was like, oh my gosh, I have to record a podcast episode about this because it is so helpful. And it's so fascinating how A, the human brain works, (laughs) B, once you start to pay attention to how your brain works by default, and you start to pay attention to the sentences that are in your head. And it doesn't matter if you're doing something flowering related, customer related, business related, or just literally living your life. (laughs) So fascinating when you become well practiced at becoming the watcher of your own brain. And it still astounds me that as human beings, we can be thinking and watching our thinking at the same time. Like, what? What? Why? Why is there no Ikea manual? (laughs) That concept. But this moment that I had walking the dog, I feel like is such a great story to tell, so that every single one of us can remember to pay attention to the stories inside of our own brain. To set the scene, to give a little bit of context, I was out walking the dog, you know, 8 a.m., beautiful, sunny day here in Victoria, Canada. The area that I live in is fancy. Big properties, big houses, lots of old people. It's super quiet. It's, you know, one step removed from like the Golden Girls. (laughs) It's kind of how I describe this whole neighborhood. I was out walking the dog, as I am, twice a day, every day. And I take Derby the Wonder Dog out for a walk for 20 to 30 minutes every single morning. And sometimes we run into other people. Most of the time, we don't. But on this particular instance, on this particular morning in July 2023, we were walking down a hill And I was admiring the sea view and looking out across the Georgia Straits. For those of you guys that know that view, it is stunning. It is picture perfect. And it is amazing. (laughs) Literally looks like something from a postcard, but it would be pretty boring postcard. Pretty amazing watercolor, but pretty boring postcard. However, walking down the hill and this older lady in her 70s approaches 
and she's in her walking shoes, got her matching sweats on, and she has a Turks and Caicos t-shirt and very well pulled together, even though it's eight o'clock in the morning. She's got her walking shoes on and she is a woman who walks. For those of you guys who have met my dog, you will know that she is a people person. <laughs> she's a people's dog. She's 100% indifferent to other dogs, but she loves the people. She knows dog people. So she's really able to, in her own way, be discerning between the dog people and the not dog people. She will always like walk to the other side of the street if we're walking and we see another dog. And if we're walking on the street and we happen to be walking by a person who she just knows in her spider senses is a dog person, even if they don't have a dog, she always gets really boundy and happy. And everybody always asks, oh, how, how old is your puppy? Like, well, she's 10 years. <laughs> she's a 10 year old puppy. That's how much she loves people. She gets so springy and bouncy and just so excited. So we're running into this woman. We're walking down the hill. She's walking up the hill. She's in her walking shoes and she sees me and the dog coming her way. And she gets a giant smile on her face and she's so excited and she makes a comment about how cute and amazing my dog is. And I said, I know. And she's so happy. This woman's so happy and my dog is so happy. And then this woman pauses and she's like, can I give your dog a T-R-E-A-T? And she spells it out like that. And my dyslexic brain took about 10 seconds to even figure out what it was that she was spelling. But I eventually, eventually, with a slight delay, figured it out. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. So she pulls a treat out of her pocket. And then Derby takes the treat. And then she gets a little head rub. And then she continues walking. And the lady and I are kind of, you know, chatting as we're moving opposite directions. And she's like, oh, I wish that my own children and I wish that my grandchildren greeted me with that much excitement. I think she said something after that, but I was so stuck in my own world because while all of this is happening, while she's giving my dog a treat, while she's patting the dog on her head, while my dog is thinking that this is the best thing that's ever happened and she's going to have the best day of her entire life, inside of Kathleen's brain, the fear absolutely kicks in. The thought that jumps into my head is this woman is trying to poison my dog. <laughs> this woman is trying to poison my dog. So as we're walking down the hill, and it's about a 10 minute walk to get back to my house, the whole time I am watching my brain and I am feeling the physical anxiety in my body. My arms have tightened, my chest gets tight, and just the idea of this woman trying to poison my dog. I could still like feel the anxiety in my like shoulders and biceps, like it's just this like nausea in my stomach. And watching my brain go, this woman is trying to poison my dog. And then like the logic part of my brain, my self-coaching part of my brain, the watcher of my brain kicks in. And I start to say, okay, what are the things that I know to be the truth? What are the facts of this situation? One, the woman is in her 70s. She's very well pulled together. She clearly has means. She has money. And she's also wearing a Turks and Caicos shirt. 
Now, I know nothing about Turks and Caicos, but I do put it in the category of that's where wealthy people go traveling. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, like very likely that she is, you know, whether she went there on a cruise ship, whether she went there on a private charter, whether she went there on holiday, she has means to go to Turks and Caicos and buy the classic Turks and Caicos, you know, tourist t-shirt. She has no holes in her clothes. She has no holes in her shoes. Like I am pulling all of the judgment and supposed to and stereotypes I can. Thinking, yep, she looks very well pulled together. She was super lovely and super gracious and super kind. And yeah, I do find it a little bit unexpected that there are humans who walk around with dog treats in their pockets just in case they run into a dog. So I started to pay attention to what are the facts. She was wearing a Turks and Caicos t-shirt. She looked very pleasant, very well pulled together. She was very courteous, lovely, super kind, very gracious, very funny, very charming. And she asked if my dog would like a treat. She also knew to actually spell out the word as opposed to saying the word because who knows what kind of shitstorm that creates in other people's dogs. And in the area that I live, it's very upper middle class slash premium real estate. So I started to pay attention to the fact that those were the things I know to be true. And then I started to logic myself out of thinking that this woman was trying to poison my dog. So then I started to think, I mean, what are the odds? What is the likelihood that a woman in her 70s is going to spend her time wandering around this neighborhood where you don't really run into many dogs? There are way more streets, neighborhoods where if you went out, you would definitely increase your likelihood of actually seeing more people with more dogs. So if the goal was efficiency in terms of poisoning dogs, the streets that I was walking on, it's a pretty inefficient life choice. <laughs> there are other places where there's more people, more dogs, that the people who might want to take their dog treats to go poison the people or poison the dogs, likely going to be walking in another area. So the likelihood that that was going to be possible, I was kind of thinking, I mean, it's pretty low. And then my mom's voice came into my head and I kept thinking, yep, well, it's all going to unfold the way that it's supposed to unfold. And if now is the time that my dog's going to get poisoned by a stranger, let it be. I can deal with this. I can do hard things. It's okay. Like the ultimate logic came in and said, I cannot control what's happening. I just know that it's possible very unlikely that this woman was trying to actually poison my dog. That was my entire walk home. Meanwhile, my dog is like, do, 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 do. This is the best time ever. When can we go out walking again? Because I want more treats. I want to run into this lady again because I want more treats. All of that, the entire story is such a fascinating experience of what it's like to be a human being. And when you can get good, when you can practice watching the sentences in your own head, and you can really start to pay attention to what is the truth. 
What is the actual set of facts? What is the story that I'm telling myself versus what is reality? All of a sudden, it dawned on me that how without my control, my primitive brain kicked into fear, danger, bad, the world is going to end. Without my control, that happened. And it's our primitive brain that kicks in that says, doubt, fear, bad, protect yourself from the enemy. Super normal. It's how the human brain is programmed to operate. By the time I got home, I was so astounded at being able to just watch my own brain go through this whole kind of turmoil of what was happening and realizing, wow, if that's the part of my brain that I am allowing to run my business, I'm in trouble. If that's the part of the brain that I am allowing to make decisions about what I'm doing with my future, how I'm marketing my business, how I'm showing up as a CEO, no wonder I'm not going to reach my goals. No wonder I'm going to play small, stay small, and not achieve the outcomes I want to achieve in my business. It's been so helpful to have what was actually a very like safe but confronting experience and to be able to watch my primitive brain kick into fear mode. If I had made decisions in that moment based on how my brain was operating, if I was believing the thoughts in my head, if I was accepting those thoughts as the truth, the outcome of my day would have been so different. The level of anxiety I would have felt, the fear I would have allowed into my life, the doubt I would have about the goodness of humans, it would have such an incredible ripple effect on my day, let alone if that's how my primitive brain is going to have me show up when I am making decisions in my business. I was just astounded. Because A, it's nothing that we can control. We cannot actually control our primitive brain yet. I'm sure somebody out there is working on something. <laughs> Some like AI, something or other that we'll be able to tap into that's like, press this button to turn off your primitive brain, which in most cases, it is super helpful. It is super helpful to have that sixth sense, to have that understanding, to have that innate like built-in structure for us to keep us safe. But when you start to become aware of it and when you can start to see your brain acting what we might consider irrationally in a very safe, comfortable space and doing it by default. That it really got me thinking about, wow, like if that's how our primitive brain is packaged, that's how it's supposed to work. That's how it comes out of the box. That's how it's reacting in a situation that is actually very safe. The likelihood of a stranger walking around with treats trying to poison dogs in my neighborhood at 8am on a Tuesday, it's pretty slim. But if that's how my brain kicks into high gear, if that's how the fear kind of manifests itself in me, how else might that be impacting me in my own business? And if you've ever had an experience like this, if you've ever had an experience of like, 
it almost feels a little bit like an out of body experience where you're like, my brain is operating completely out of like no control of me and is coming up with these extreme worries and extreme circumstances and extreme situations that are creating fear and doubt and anxiety in me. When you can start to pay attention to that, you can also start to then build your own self-coaching practice, your own ability to be able to compensate for that. Because that's exactly what happened on my walk home is this like literally talking myself off the ledge, finding stories, finding evidence to support another alternative, another interpretation of that situation. And this is what the world means. If you ever see somebody talk about don't believe everything that you think, this is that exact situation. So when our primitive brain is doing what it does best, when it is there to keep us safe, when it is looking for the easiest way, the lowest resistance way to do something, that is completely, totally normal. We could liken it to the idea of showing your face on social media or talking about your, you know, love of flowers on your website. The fear is exactly the same. And it's coming from exactly the same place. It's coming from the place of wanting to keep you safe, of not wanting to put yourself in harm's way. So whether your brain is telling you a story of, I think that this old lady is trying to poison my dog, (laughs) or I think I'm going to die if I show a photo on Instagram. It's actually coming from exactly the same part of our brains. You are not broken. There is nothing wrong with you. You are a human being with a human brain. And knowing that you have a primitive brain that is programmed, no matter what you do, (laughs) no matter what you do, because you cannot turn this part of your brain off. It is programmed to keep you safe. It is driven by finding the most efficient ways to do things, which often means doing the same things the same way that you've always done them. It is all about keeping you safe and out of harm's way. And it is so the thing, the thing that keeps us from taking our business to the next level. Because that thought process of this old lady is going to poison my dog. Yes, we could judge it and we could label it as completely irrational. Or we could skip that bit and we could just go, yeah, that's one interpretation of the situation. The second interpretation could be something like, wow, humans are amazing. That there are humans that walk around in my neighborhood whose dogs have gotten old enough, they've passed on, they miss their dogs so much that they walk around with dog treats to be able to share that joy with other dog owners. (laughs) Like, that's amazing that there are humans in the world that do that. Like, it's the exact opposite of this woman's trying to poison my dog. It's the idea that, yes, I'm going to double down on the fact that humanity is incredible. The fact that I live in a neighborhood where those humans exist is astounding to me. It is so fun. But to get there requires self-coaching and it requires awareness. Because you have to be able to pay attention to the fact that the story that my primitive brain offered up is this woman is trying to poison my dog. 
to be able to catch myself in that moment to not believe that thought and go, okay, well, that's one sentence. That's one interpretation of the situation. What's another interpretation of the situation? And it's not immediate, right? It's not an immediate, oh, I'm just going to switch over to a totally different internal dialogue. It's a process. In that instance, it took me 10 minutes to get to the point of, you know what? Wow, like it's possible that she actually was able to just be a human walking around with dog treats, looking for other dog owners that she could give her dog treats to. <laughs> like Humans are the best. 10 minutes to get there. But it all starts with that level of awareness and just cracking the door open at the beginning and not believing the thoughts in your own head. So what can we all learn from this? One, we all have a primitive brain every single one of us. And that primitive brain is going to do everything in its power by default. You cannot control it to prevent you from putting yourself in harm's way. It doesn't matter if you're out walking the dog, if you're looking at your website, if you're thinking about raising your prices, if you're wondering about buying that flower shop, if you're going to sign that lease, if you're going to say no to a potential client inquiry, if you're going to say yes to doing that delivery, like whatever it is, your primitive brain is always working. Number three, don't believe everything you think. By default, the thoughts in your head and the thoughts in every human's head are going to be on repeat, majority of them quite negative, and they're just sentences that are made up in your own brain. And this really is the value of coaching and the value of becoming the watcher of your own thinking. So that when your brain offers something up, like, I'm afraid of showing my face on Instagram. I'm scared of posting my story on my website. That again, is just a sentence. It's just a sentence and it's just a story that your brain has made up. How else could you interpret the situation? How else could you tell yourself a story that's going to help you build positive forward motion in your business? It could be, it's okay that you're scared to show your face on Instagram stories and you're going to do it anyway. It's okay that you're hesitant to share your story on your website but there is somebody out there who wants to read it. There is a customer out there who is looking for a florist and they're looking for you in your area and they're going to buy from you because of the story. I am doubling down in 2023 using our business as my personal vehicle for self-development and personal growth because the human brain is a fascinating, fascinating place. And to be able to have a business that we can challenge ourselves, push ourselves out of our comfort zone, grow, evolve, shift, change, try things out. I think that is like such an incredible privilege and I am here for it. So my friends, I hope that this story has been helpful. Pay attention to the sentences in your own head. Call yourself out on your primitive brain when it's telling you a story that's not leading you in the direction that you want to go. Pay attention to when it is telling you a story that's not helping you move forward in your business and sign up for coaching because it is the fastest way to get out of the fear 
and into forward momentum in your business. My friends, have the most amazing week. Drive safe, eat your vegetables, drink your water, get some sleep. And I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.